Welcome to Life Planning 101, brought to you by Kennedy Financial Services of Eastland. Tune in every Monday morning at 8.30 on KATX and KWBY, and again on Saturday morning at 9 on KATX and KWBY, as Angela Robinson joins Terry Slavens to share important financial information to help you live life on purpose. Insurance, investments, estate and tax planning, and much more. All covered now on Life Planning 101. Good morning, everyone. A marvelous Monday morning here on uh, Life Planning 101, KATX and KWBY. Blakeney Hodges sitting in for Terry Slavens this week, and I, I will get to sit in with you next Monday as well, and awesome. then they'll be back. But anyways, yeah, all things financial planning, yes? Yes, yes, Life Planning 101 right here on KATX Radio. And, you know, um, it's uh, I tell you why, it's just so fun doing this show every week. I, I truly enjoy it. It's probably one of the highlights of my entire week. And I guess the reasons why is I'm never without ideas to come with. And I think, you know, you have things happen that you feel passionate about mm-hmm. and you see and you see a need that people need to have an awareness about or know about. And I think that's what makes it so fun is to know that, you know, all of our listeners, whether you do something about it or not, you can't say you didn't know. Exactly. So, yes. You know, putting that awareness out there is great. And uh, this week is no different. And today we are going to talk about one of those awareness facts. And I want to start by telling you a story of something that we went through a few years ago with a client. We received a phone call and this was back for those of you that know Maggie uh, worked in our office. Gosh, she worked, I don't know, with dad close to what was it over 20 years at least. And (laughs) yeah, and she, she kind of raised me in the business, I guess you could say, because I'd go in there. I had to start first thing she had me do was call people. I didn't know. It's like cold calling. And yeah, yeah. (laughs) Um, So anyway, but uh, she was, she was a great trainer to me, but she, if anybody knew Maggie, her heart was just gold and families that we work for love her just like you know we loved them and and it was truly a great relationship and and she came in one day and she said I had a weird phone call and I think someone needs to to listen to this and um, a guy had called and he had claimed to be the power of attorney for a client that we were unable to get a hold of we have what's called a 90-day no contact system we were unable to get a hold of and we've been trying to reach her current power of attorney and uh, no success and, um, you know, at that time there was no such thing as a trusted contact today. We have trusted contacts. So if something like that happens, you know, we've, we've taken lots of preventative measures yeah. because of this, but you know, this guy calls and he says, I'm so-and-so's power of attorney. And this is somebody we've never heard of. We've been working with this lady for 18 years. It's not, you know, we, she doesn't have any family. She doesn't have any kids or husband or anything. She mm-hmm. had a brother. Uh, she's a minister and, you know, she's big in her church. And so the people that uh, we knew on the documents were people around her at church. And he said, well, I, I go to church with her. And so, of course, okay, antennas come down a little bit, but they're still up. And by the way, we've had to put her in care. Her Alzheimer's has gotten so bad that she is not able to do anything for herself anymore. So our first step is, and by the way, this particular client um, lives a good distance away. And so our first step was to try again to reach out to the person that we had on file to be able to contact that power of attorney if something were to happen. We did get her 
this time? And she said, yes, um, that did happen. And so-and-so has left us mentally for the most part. It's mm-hmm. been a rough uh, month and a half or so getting her moved. And that's why we haven't you know, done anything and everything's kind of on autopilot. And the nursing home has been helping us through all of the healthcare piece and, and mm. all of this. So and they had gotten in the right track and she said, this guy, yep, he is legit. You know, he's right, blah, blah, blah. So we said, okay. He said, well, since you're still actively involved, um, we're going to ask him um, that y'all have kind of a checks and balances system. Can, can we come down? And we'd like to go through a plan of what, what you know, needs to happen and mm-hmm. go through what, what we need to be working on, what, you know, all of the things that, that come with someone, you know, ending up in a situation like that. You don't think about things like you having to sell the house, uh, the house and yeah. um, the, the personal possessions and what to do with them. And we had a lot of records of what to do with certain things. So that was where we fit into this, this situation. So, Anyway, we go down there and uh, everything seems great. And she is having uh, the the previous power of attorney come to find out she's having a lot of family issues on mm-hmm. her own half. And she says, I really just cannot do this. You know, you, you guys, he's going to have to ask you for money. You know, this should be good enough, right? We're, we're going to be good. So she bowed out of the um, ability to be able to help, which I think is why she was taken from the documents in the first place. Well, everything was going fine and dandy for first month or so. And then we got a request for like $22,000. Well, this is a lady that she's got full long-term care coverage. Her facilities being paid for 100%. This is a lady that has pension income, high pension income. So there's tons of income flowing in, Social Security flowing mm-hmm. in. And so she would never take out more than $5,000 a month if she needed it. Mm-hmm. And it was really just to play on. So we kind of knew what the where we did know what the expenses are. I mean, this is somebody we've been working with for you know almost two decades, and so we sit there and we um, you know we're like, okay, now what's happening? And the first check we we reluctantly send out by his request. He is the power of attorney. I mean, he's got the yeah. he's got the legal authority to ask, and so we sent it. And we you know of course spoke with our compliance department what can we do because we smell something here Mm -hmm. and they said well just ask for confirmation ask for receipts ask for you know what is he spending this money on where is it going you know and we'd even talked about him compensating himself and he never gave us a dollar amount of what he was going to compensate himself and uh, we wanted to know that dollar amount so we had it clean for the records in case there was anybody that came back and and asked about it well he didn't like our requests second month goes by Another request for close to $22,000 comes in. So we immediately say, okay, we'd we'd really like to see this. We need to be able to see this. This is part of our due diligence. You know, this is part of our fiduciary responsibility with this. We can't, we just, we can't, we can't, you know, be in this position. And um, he he refused. So we started going through the protocol of what we felt was this is an elder abuse case this Mm -hmm. is somebody that is getting taken advantage of because he knows her situation she doesn't have kids husband no one there right yeah and she's just getting rocked yeah and and who's really getting rocked is because at her death all this money was supposed to go to charities yeah so it just, just it was heartbreaking to watch this happen and so um anyway we start going through the protocol. It's not just an easy overnight. You can go put slap handcuffs on someone like that. You don't even know that, you know, you don't know what you don't know, right? Yeah. Okay. So um, before we knew it, the money was getting transferred out. We got a notice that the accounts were closing. The money was transferred. All the investments were transferring out. And there was 
there's over a million dollars in this. So this essentially, account. he's like closing out. Yeah, clo- closing out the accounts. Yep. So we we did some behind the scenes work. Obviously, we the way we do business, we're able to find out you know where mm-hmm. things are going. We'll come to find out through a little research. They're going to his brothers under his brother's management. Yeah. Mm. Dot, dot, dot. Okay. Now, obviously, we don't know the rest of the story. We don't know what happened. She was in such a, a state at that time. She had no clue. I mean, you could, we couldn't even. I mean, we went and saw her. Funny thing was she was in the same exact um, health care facility as my grandmother. So I would go see my grandmother and go see her at the same time and, you know, going there. She, she got to the point for a while she would recognize me, but after a while she she yeah. didn't even know who, who I was. And so, you know, and, I, and she, her care was continued to be provided for, but there was insurance. So you don't know. You just don't. We don't know what we don't know. Yeah. And, you know, it kind of stopped. Now, you know, I think the good news is, is there's a lot since that time. Cause I said this a few years back. So since that time, there's been a lot of different changes with elder abuse and preventative and allowing us more authority to be able to do some things. And, to be able to step in yes, and stop that from happening. Yes. And, um, you know, at that time there there just wasn't and you know the the factual piece of this is that elder abuse is real and yes this was a woman that was single and didn't have any kids or anything like that but this happens way more than just to single Mm -hmm. people without kids and i just did some research and i looked up some stats and get this um there's an estimate that as high as five million elderly people are abused each year Five million. That's like almost the population of what, Dallas? That's huge. That's huge, right? Um, And worse is the fact that it is estimated that only one in 14 cases are actually reported. So there's five million reported. That's staggeringly low. It is, right? And And only one in 14. Yeah, and only one in 14. And I'll tell you why, and it really makes things worse, not better, is that they estimate that two-thirds of elder abuse is committed by a family member a friend or someone that's a trusted individual right Mm -hmm. and so this this is a sick this is sick right Mm -hmm. there's just no other way to say this but you know it's a question how do you protect your parents how do you protect yourself you know how how do you find it what what do you do so that you aren't a victim to this or that you know your parents aren't a victim to this i believe most people on our show are people that are probably in a place that they don't feel like they're they're going to be a victim of elder abuse in the, in the near future, mm-hmm. but probably they're in a place that they feel like their parents could definitely yeah. be in that place. So that's what this show is all about today. Um, you know, when I come back, I, I want to talk to you about how elder abuse actually happens because I think there's a misnomer about this. You know, being aware of things that you may not know to be aware of, and then you know, how do you go to work on being able to protect it because you, it can be done it's just a matter of what do i say get off your rear and do it right (laughs) so um but it's this is some great information and and like i say you know this show is a wonderful place for people to be able to get information and i don't want you to be overwhelmed so if you have a minute uh during the break you're not driving this is my disclosure you can obviously um go on our website sign up for our newsletter because tomorrow you're gonna see an article come out with all of these steps that are written out and it'd be like a game plan for you to follow very valuable information so make sure you do that at kennedy hyphenfinancial.com and when we come back we're going to talk about how to protect your parents right here on life planning 101 
Welcome back in Life Planning 101 right here on KTX KWBY. Angela Robinson in the house. Yes, and we're talking about such a lively, lovely, yeah, wonderful topic, right? Uh, elder abuse. But it's necessary. <laughs> it, unfortunately, it's it is. Ne- unfortunately, yeah. You know, I was having a conversation the other day about our gun violence with someone, and and someone said, you know, it's even sad that we're having to have this conversation. Mm-hmm. And th- this is one of those things. It's sad that we're having to have this conversation. But if you don't wake up and smell the roses that this could happen to you or your family members, you're just you're just blind you're because just living under a rock. yeah, I mean, there, there are so many people that this can happen to. And I'm, I'm sorry to say, but your siblings could be the, you know, people that are doing it to your parents or um, I mean, you got to wake up and, and really realize the dangers that are here. And so, you know, that's where I want to start is how does elder abuse actually happen? Because I think a lot of people think it's always just a salesman or mm-hmm. a scam artist, a con man. Um, or somebody that sits with the elderly or something. Exactly. Not trying to, there's a, I'm not, anyways, I'm right, just saying. Right, that's what people believe. You know, they just, they have this deal. So, you know, I think it's important for you to know the variety that actually happens happens out there you know you know your scams right your telephone your emails your internet mail door-to-door salesman right identity theft tax theft we've seen that a lot and you know and that's been the headline what for the last two three years Mm -hmm. um annuity fraud um good gosh what was that deal this has been years ago about the woman that had died and her family kept her in the house and the neighbors reported a smell and they had kept receiving the annuity payments and the social security payments, and she'd been dead for like six months, and they oh just left gosh. her. Yes, to keep getting the checks. yes to get getting the checks. Okay, so this is real stuff that's mm-hmm. out here. Okay, con artists. All right, and last but not least, like you know, we mentioned by the people that are closest to you, and here's how they do it: set up powers of attorney. Well, I need to do that so it'd just be easy for us to, to get this done, right? I, I'll tell you a personal story. I and I think there's a reason I have such a passion about this topic is my grandmother, she was in a third marriage and I I don't I don't think anybody really trusted her her last husband. He just wasn't a great man. Mm-hmm. And he certainly didn't have anything to bring to the table in the marriage. And we you know, we're very kind in the beginning and she showed everything. This is how things are laid out. This is how they're going to be. Yada, yada, yada. Well, she started get, getting ill herself. As I mentioned in the first break, she was in a nursing home too. And every time I went down there, the legal documents had changed yeah. and he had convinced her to go to the attorney and get the power of attorney changed. What does the power of attorney do? Power of attorney allows you to basically be that person in a financial capacity. Mm-hmm. Okay, so <laughs> this is this is big stuff, you know. In people that are closest to people, that's how it's going to happen. Joint bank accounts. A lot of people don't realize that when you set up a bank account with someone, they're a joint owner. Okay, now you put them on a signer. Yeah, they can still access that money. So you just got to be careful. Use of credit cards. You know, I see older people all the time. Just take this credit card, have it so you can use it. and I'll make you an authorized user. Exactly. Uh, debit cards, overbilling. Okay. So, in fact, I saw this. Someone had told me about getting a yard cleanup done. And uh, this sweet little widow was telling me about it. And she was saying how much she paid. And I said, no, yeah. no, I said, you give me his name and number. <laughs> I give him a what I for? Call, I call the raise tech and he, she got money back. But, you know, you get over billing, right? Yeah. And then, and then threats. And then, you know, the second thing is, is, you know, building an awareness around your parents' situation. This is something that I know people don't do. And the reason I know people don't do is because even the parents don't have it 
all together, all figured out. I, you know, I talk about a lady that we started working with in 2012 and we see her twice a year face to face. And every single time we go to see her now, we do her holistic. I mean, like we are like a family office in a capacity for her. Mm -hmm. But every time we go to see her, we find another asset. Okay. <laughs> All right. So this is a real deal is that even yeah. if the parents don't know where yeah. everything is. Yeah. So it's extremely important for you to know what are these account values? What are the location of the accounts? Right. Mm -hmm. Okay. Credit cards, shop accounts, uh, know the name people in their documents, know who these people are. Are they updated? Are they old? Are they people that your parents used to trust, but Maybe not, Maybe not so, anymore, yeah. so much today, right? And that happens a lot. Other designated contact. Talk to their trusted advisors. You know, if they're CPAs or attorneys or financial advisors, whoever those are. Um, anybody that provides professional service to them, in other words. And then, you know, workers and caregivers around the home. You need to build an awareness of this group of people and have your antennas up. You know, be on the lookout of what should I be looking for? What should I be asking about? And there's some great questions and things for you to be doing. You don't want to miss right here when we come back on Life Planning 101. Welcome back in Life Planning 101, third and final segment this Monday morning. Angela Robinson on air live. Yes. Well, live on Monday morning, <laughs> not on Saturday. It's a retake. But uh, funny anyways. story. I saw someone at a kids football game and they said, you were just that. How did you do that? <laughs> I, said, I, wa I wasn't on live. I would go on live Monday. So. I get that a lot. They're like, but you were just in a minute. Yeah. We have voice tracking abilities. Exactly. <laughs> right, right. We're, we're magic. Yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah, we're talking about elder abuse, how real it is, um, protecting your parents. You know, we talked about some great stories and. I want to leave you um, this last segment with how to go to work on protecting your parents, maybe even protecting yourself. And I, I think it's really important, um, you know, more and more, and I, I need to do a show on this. I need to have an expert come on, on and talk about this. But I think more and more, it's important for you to have that plan in place before your parents become um, to a place that they can't make great decisions yeah. for themselves. And a lot of people say, and I, you know, I've got family members just like this. Well, I'm that's that's just not going to happen to me, or that's not, you know. <laughs> and I I don't laugh at them when they say it, but in the back of my mind, I'm thinking, well, if we don't have this conversation now, you're either going to tear the family apart, have you know, not talking about it, or everyone's going to be so stressed that the kids the young kids in the family are going to be victims of this whole deal. So you take your pick. What, what do you want? Right. And, you know, we have a situation we're going through right now. We have a gentleman, he has Alzheimer's and his wife has Parkinson's, which has turned into dementia and they have stopped using their computer. They have, you know, accidentally bought stuff, you yeah. know, done. I mean, they, they've gone through this. So, you know, having that emergency plan in place of what is and it needs to happen is probably the biggest thing you can do. But, you know, just anyone, I think, anyone needs to probably follow these rules of just monitoring your systems and having things in place and having that wherewithal, mm -hmm. you know, um, you know, this update your computer systems, your electronic devices. If you don't update them, what's going to happen? You're going to get viruses, malware, all this stuff. Right. So same thing you do for you do for your parents, mm -hmm. um, you know, create a system to safely manage passwords. Okay. Mm. Yeah. So you need to have a system that you're able to know where that's at. In the state, in this state, we have what's called a rufida that you know you have to have someone 
at death to be able to be a digital estate fiduciary in a sense and uh, that's becoming nationwide slowly and if you don't have it you can't you, you see these dead people on facebook a lot of reasons that there's dead people on facebook is because no one has access to that account yeah okay and you don't realize that so you know having that system is not only great for just managing you know fraud mm-hmm. and elder abuse but forever it's yeah. really really good right um make sure their wi-fi <laughs> is protected when i go to a hotel room just so you know like i obviously could log on to the hotel's wi-fi and work but if i can't get through a sonic wall i don't do it yeah because people can access your computer through wi-fi and people don't realize you can do it in an airport that's what my okay. husband says. He's like, don't. It's a hacker's playground. I'm like, okay. It is a hacker's <laughs> playground. Exactly. Just pay for and unlimited you, data. And do you really think elder people are going to be able to understand that? No, no, they're not. So, you know, making sure that you have things protected. Um, sign up for credit monitoring. I do this. I have credit monitoring. I'm, I'm young, right? But yeah. I, I mean, people, I once uh, was at a deal and at a seminar and they said, your information's out there. It's out there. It's already stolen. It's just a matter or not if they're going to use it. Okay, think about that. I'll stop in your tracks. Yeah, it will. So monitor your credit. Consider a credit freeze in some situations. I mean, if you have elder parents, what's the likelihood that they're going to go try to apply for credit? Yeah, exactly. Okay, so maybe you should freeze it. Think about that. Sign up for text alerts when spending occurs on credit cards. Be their their text alert person mm-hmm. so you can see if something is getting off course, Looks right? fishy. Yeah. Uh, download a call blocking app. There's lots of them out there. Put that on their phone. And, you know, I would just have a conversation with them to say, anybody that you don't recognize that number, if it doesn't come up a name, don't answer it. Let it go to voicemail. Yeah. And then let let them have a voicemail. And you you get yourself where you can access their voicemails and hear what's going on. So maybe you have a daily call. Hey, just delete, 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 or, or whatever that is. You know, become a duplicate receiver of any bank account, investments, financial statements you know all of that uh in fact this couple we are monitoring their bank accounts right now before i mean they're kind of in a weird in-between stage of not being able to go into care and they don't really have anyone there to help them Mm -hmm. and so you know we're getting duplicate statements and kind of monitoring for any crazy activity the bank can do that too Mm -hmm. so you can put them on notification to be able to monitor for that so don't hesitate to go talk to the bank and say what what can be done here um you know ensure that you're named as that trusted contact (laughs) you know like that story i shared in the beginning you know we at least had someone to call now it obviously didn't prove out to be the only resolution but you know just imagine that you know they have a financial advisor they're working with you're not on file they get a victim of elder abuse and they don't know who to call they've never asked about family there's a lot of advisors that just manage money they don't get in depth like we get in depth yeah so make sure you're the trusted contact on those uh, financial institutions that's that's really big and then i say the biggest thing is take the time to meet them take the time to meet these financial institutions their advisors get to know them let them get to know you okay because i'm going to tell you as an advisor my antennas are up Mm -hmm. if a kid shows up automatically into a situation that's never been there my antennas are up i don't like it I don't like it 90% of the time because what did I say about the two-thirds of, of elder abuse? It's normally and someone trusted as yes. a child or related. And we see it. We see it. We actually had one son convince the other two sisters to let them use all the investment money to build his guest house so mom could live in it. Mom died three years later. Sisters get nothing. Okay. 
I don't know how he convinced his sisters to do that, but I just saw snake in the grass from the moment we saw it. So, you know, get to know these advisors, not just for your sake, but for their sake. So y'all can be working together because Mm -hmm. I will tell you, most people in our industry have a story for why they're in our industry. They have a reason that they're doing this and it's to help people. So let them help you, you know, in the sense of knowing where things are at and finding where things are at and walking you through this protocol. And I think the last thing is, is be Larry and be present. If you're around, your parents are less likely to get abused. Yeah. Right? So make your presence known because people will leave your parents alone. Yeah. And that's a big right? They don't seem as vulnerable. That's right. And it's easy to take advantage of. That's right. You know, we always talk about the importance of our culture in our business. And one of the, you know, named cultures that we put on our bookmark and everything else is that we do what needs to be done when it needs to be done. This is something that needs to be done. So you need to do it. You don't need to procrastinate. You don't need to put it off. It's your parents. Protect them. It's you. Protect yourself, right? And life is busy. I know. But someday, this is going to be you, and you're going to wish you had somebody too. Absolutely. Yeah. My name is Angela Robinson with Kennedy Financial Services right here on Life Planning 101. Join us every week. You don't want to miss it. Great information. God bless you. Thank you for joining us for Life Planning 101, brought to you by Kennedy Financial Services of Eastland. Tune in every Monday morning at 8.30 on KATX and KWBY, and again on Saturday morning at 9 o'clock on KATX and KWBY for more Life Planning 101. Advisory services offered through Smart Money Group, LLC, a registered investment advisor. Securities offered through Calton & Associates Incorporated, member FINRA SIPC. Kennedy Financial Services Incorporated is an independent of Calton & Associates Incorporated and Smart Money Group, LLC.